0: I want you to take your Bibles. I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter number 15. We finished up James last week, and so we're kind of in between. We're kind of in between a new book of the Bible or a a subject series. So uh, I want to just jump into John 15 and talk about that a little bit tonight because it it, kind of goes along with what we're doing on Sunday morning. And also, also, we did uh, uh, our, our this this past week in our staff devotional uh, was happened to be in John fourteen, or excuse me, John fifteen, and man, it was just a real blessing. I thought, boy, I need, we need to talk about that some more. Uh, the one word that really stood out to me, you know, we do a DBS format in in our our staff devotions and 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 read it a couple times, two or three times, and then come back and start asking questions, right? One question, the first question is, what captured your attention? What stood out in these verses? And for me, it was the word abide. Over and over and over, you see that word, abide, abide, abide. And so that's what I really want to talk about tonight. But before we get in that, I've I've got some verses, Brother Chris, you can try to follow if you want to, but I I didn't send that to you because it was kind of last minute. Uh, I want to cover verses 1, 2, and 3 just to kind of give you an understanding of what he's talking about and who he's referring to uh, when he talks about the branches that are taken away, right? The branches that are burned. And so we'll cover that. But more than anything, I want you to know if you're a child of God, he expects you to bear fruit. There's no such thing. Say it with me. There's... There's no such thing as a fruitless Christian. There's just not. Now, there are different varying degrees of fruitfulness in Christians, but there is no such thing as a fruitless Christian. There's just not. And so we're going to cover that. Now, I'm ready to study. How about y'all? Let's jump in this thing. John chapter number 15. Uh, What color is your writing? So what does that mean? Jesus is talking. All right, so let's look John chapter number fifteen in verse number one. He says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Husbandman, farmer, uh, caretaker, vine dresser, whatever whatever you want to uh, put there. That's what the reference is. Every how many? Every, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away." And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now that sounds a little weird. That just sounds like it's out of place. We're talking about fruit. We're talking about, you know, bearing fruit, purging it, and all this kind of stuff. Now he's saying, oh, Now you're clean. You're clean. But there's a reason that's there, and that's what we're going to jump on right away. Uh, abide in me, and I in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be what? My disciples. my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go forth, or excuse me, go and bring forth, fruit. and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, He may give it you. All right, let's pray, let's pray. <clears throat> thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the great crowd tonight. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share your word and to just dig and study and see what you have for us, Lord. I know I know that this place is full of Christians, but Lord, in a crowd this size, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doubting at all that there may be a person who is not saved. Uh, they may have a profession of faith, but it may not be legitimate, or they just may not have a profession at all. They're just seeking and looking for the truth. Lord, I pray for that one. I pray that they'll get saved tonight. I pray that, Lord, they will not leave this building without allowing us to take a Bible and show them how to be saved. But, Lord, for everybody else, for everybody that's a genuine believer, Lord, help us as we study tonight. Lord, I know you want fruit from us, and you you expect it. And, Lord, I pray that you'll just help us to, to learn, to grow, and to apply what we learn. And, Lord, we'll thank you for all that you do. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And don't let me forget anything I should. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to try my best not to run this rabbit that we jumped here right off the bat too long so we can finish this. And I don't want to confuse anybody because my, my, my goal is not just to distinguish, you know, who is the fruitless branches and, and who is the fruitful branches. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right away. That there were people that was connected to Jesus that were false professors. There were different times in his ministry that there would be a bunch of people say, I believe in Jesus, but it was false. It was superficial. It was skin deep. Just as soon as something bad would take place or difficulty arise, they were gone. Uh, there, there was superficiality in their profession And now, we have, in the very first few verses here, Jesus is explaining this. He says, I am the vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, so he's describing this. He is saying that there are people that are connected to me. They're connected to me. Uh, and, and, And profession... That's either fruitful or fruitless. Okay, fruitful or fruitless. And now, it, it, without question, we see what happens to the fruitless branches. They are removed and they are withered and they are cast into the fire. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now, there's no question. Now, we can confirm what we're talking about right here. because So, you're, what he's saying here is there's some of y'all that's lost and some of y'all that's saved. There are some of y'all that's authentic and real, and some of you have a false profession. Now, how how can we prove that without a shadow of a doubt? Look what he says in verse number three. Look what he says in verse number three. Now, ye are clean. clean. Ye. Who's he speaking to? His his disciples, right? He's speaking to his disciples. Ye are clean through the word. Now, here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. The last few chapters, the last few chapters are dealing with uh, Jesus and his disciples the night before his crucifixion. All right, he's come out of the upper room. What took place in the upper room? They had the last supper, the last meal, uh, the last time of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, He instituted uh, the Lord's Supper there. But what happened there? He washed their feet, right? He, He washed their feet, served them, loved on them. But something took place. We know of a man named Judas Iscariot, Judas Iscariot. even though Jesus washed his feet, Jesus revealed him and said, he that sups with me, he that sups with me, the same as him all right and Judas betrayed the Lord. He went out. Jesus dismissed him, okay? Jesus dismissed him. How I many y'all know that say so Amen Now watch this, watch this. Let's go back to chapter 13. Take your Bibles and flip back to chapter 13. This is, this is when, this is, this is before he is dismissed. This is before he's dismissed. Jesus is washing feet and he comes to the, he comes to the feet of the apostle Peter. Y'all, y'all remember what happened? You know, Peter is so full of himself. You know, he's trying to act super spiritual. You're not going to wash my feet, Right. Peter says in verse 8, if you're there in verse 8, say amen. Amen. Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon, I love Simon. He just goes from one extreme to the other. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my Just wash everything. I mean, he goes, you ain't washing nothing to just, just hose me down, you know, just from the top to the bottom. And Jesus, y'all know what he did. Y'all know what he did. There's that eye roll. He's saying, look, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. You, you, listen. Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. Ye are clean, but not all. Now what is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying, listen. You don't need to wash everything. Everything's clean except your. Now here's the application to that. Here's the application that You can be saved. You can be saved and be considered clean. Be considered righteous and holy. But there are times out in this world we can get our feet dirty. dirty. Are y'all with me? We can, we can get scuffed up in and, and, and what Jesus is saying. There's going to be times you're going to come for Cleansing. Not to be saved or get re-saved. You don't get re-saved because you don't lose what you got. But you need to clean them feet sometimes. He said, now Peter, you're clean. Everything's clean. He said, but, watch this now. This is where, this is where we put it together. You are clean, but not all. But not all. Then he says this. Now he says who he was talking about. Verse 11. For he knew who should betray him. Who betrayed him? Judas. Judas. Therefore, he said, ye are not all clean. All right. Everyone was clean except Judas. Y'all with me? At the end of that chapter, he dismisses Judas and said, whatever you're going to do, get it done. What thou doest, do quickly. He knew what he was going to do. He was going to go to the high priest and he was going to get, get the silver and betray the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, What you do, do quickly. Get out of here. Yeah. He dismissed him. And now Jesus goes into the most intimate promises that he has given to his disciples after the devils got out the way. Say amen. amen. And so the one who was dirty is dismissed. Now the rest of them is who he's addressing. And this is why he says in verse number three, ye are clean. clean." We dismiss the dirty one. We dismiss the false professor. We dismiss the one who professed but didn't possess. We dismiss the one who claimed to be a follower, but the whole time was false. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. He said, you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. How were they clean? Through the gospel, the word. That's how I'm clean and you're clean. We believe the gospel. We believe the word, the promises of Christ. All right, now, so let's, let's make sure we understand that. The fruitless branch are the false professors. They are connected here. Let me, let me, let's apply it to right now. Let's apply it to right now. There's a big crowd in here. I mean, this is a really good crowd for a Wednesday night. All right, here's the deal. With this amount of people, there's a bunch of y'all in here that are true, blue, short sure enough, genuine, authentic, born-again believers, children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. But in the midst, in the midst, there are people with false professions. There are people here that are connected in their profession, in their association, but they're not connected spiritually on the inside. This is what this is in reference to. They look like branches. They got a Bible in their lap just like you do. They showed up early even before you got here. They may even stay later than you. But if the truth be known. They're illegitimate. Now I don't know that. And you don't know who they are. But he sure knows who they are. And he says this is is what you can know. And reflect, do they have fruit? Do they have fruit? Now let me go back. These are the verses, Brother Chris, I was talking about. Uh, let Let me show you some verses. Matthew 3, 8. Matthew 3.8, this is the situation where, where John Baptist was baptizing. Y'all remember? He's preaching hellfire and brimstone, repent, turn or burn, right? You know, the end is near. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. Here we go. And, and the Pharisees, they come, the hypocritical crowd comes. And what does he tell them? What does he command them? Matthew 3.8 says, bring forth therefore, what? Fruit. Fruits, meat for repentance. Meat means reflective of, that represent. I want to see some fruit. If you've repented, there will be some fruit. Now, Matthew 3.10. Matthew 3.10, he keeps, he, he stays with his sermon. He says, now also, and by the way, the verse before this, I didn't have space to put it here, but the verse before this said, don't be bragging that you're Abraham's children. Don't be bragging it just because you're a Jew doesn't get you in. Everybody needs to repent. He said, now watch this. Now, watch how it connects with John 15. Now also the ax is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree, how many? Every tree, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Now watch this. Here's the, here's the, here's the context. I indeed, John Baptist saying, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me, he's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, that's talking about salvation, and with fire. That's condemnation. That's, that is judgment. He's talking about them fruitless branches, y'all. Y'all with me? Listen, Matthew seven sixteen. Jesus is speaking now. He's talking about this, this same connection. He said, "Ye shall know them. And now, now if you go back to verse 15, he talks about wolves and sheep clothing. Yeah. That's what you call those, those false professors. Right. They got the sheep skin on, but, but they're a wolf on the inside. They're fake. They're not genuine. They're not authentic. Right now. Watch what he says. He says, "Ye shall." He said, don't, don't look at, don't look at their outside. Don't look to see whether they're wearing a skirt or wearing a suit. Don't see how big a Bible they're carrying. All right? Don't don't listen to how how spiritual sounding their prayers are. But watch what he says. He says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down. Here it is again. Hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Amen. It's clear. It's clear. James, he, he uses the word works which you could really interchange fruits and works here. Watch this. Watch how he describes it. James 2.16 says, And one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not the things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead. Now we could put the word fruit there. If you're if your profession of faith has no fruits or works that in other words, your faith is producing good works, it's dead. It's dead. It's like one of them fruitless branches. It's dead. What do you do with them? You cut them off and you throw them in the are y'all with me? He says, Yea, yea, a man say, Thou hast faith and I have works. He said, show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show thee my faith by my work. My faith is going to produce works, or we can say fruits. Thou believest that there is one God, whoop de do. Well, that's not really King James, but he says, thou doest well, you know, big deal. Thou believest that there is one God, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? I don't care what you say, what kind of fruit do you have? Oh, I, I, I pray all the time and I love God. Yeah, but you're shagging up with somebody. You, 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 you're cussing like a sailor every time you go to work. You, you're, 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 you're bitter and you, you treat people mean. I don't care how many verses you, you post on social media, if you're a jerk to everybody, you ain't accomplishing anything. What's your fruits? What's your fruits? What, what is your faith producing? Besides a profession. Oh I believe in God. Yeah so do the devil. And his demons. What's your fruit? What's your fruit? He said this. Now watch. Let's go back to John 15. So you know I'm not running a rabbit plum out the county. <clears throat> watch this. Every branch in me. How many of them? Yeah. That beareth not fruit, he does what? He taketh away. He lifts up. He removes. He takes away. Now, look in, verse number, uh, 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 look in verse number six. Verse number six. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. They're burned. This is not, it's just one thing that happens to them. So what's the point? I want you to really, I want you to really dig deep tonight. And examine your life. So man, preacher, what's fruit look like? Let me give you some. Let me give you some. Here's some, here's some graces. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit... The fruit of the Spirit, these are some graces or characteristics, if you want to use that word, that you'll find in your life that's basically on the inside. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. The ability to suffer long. That's what that means. Patience, really. Gentleness. Uh Uh-oh. Goodness. Faith, meekness, temperance. Temperance is self-control. You lose your temper a lot. Against such, there is no law. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. When you have a genuine connection to Christ, you're going to experience love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You're going to have those things. Now, they may be in, in different, different 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 amounts depending on your connection that we'll talk about in just a minute. But you're going to have them. If you flat out don't love nobody, you're not connected. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Y'all with me? Are you constantly irritable? Do you ever experience joy? You you, 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 You never have peace? Do you have fruit? These are graces. These are the inward things that should be there as a child of God. But what about this? Praise. Hebrews 13, 15. By him... Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Bridget, what are you saying? Praise is fruit. Praise is fruit. Listen, this morning, this morning, I ran a little bit and I did not die. And so I was praising him. I was, that little section that I was running, I was saying, I'm a runner, I'm a runner, I'm a runner. When I stopped running, I said, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. I didn't die. For real, man, God's been giving me the ability, and I guess it's my time with him, I reckon, I don't know. Five o'clock every morning, boom. And, And I'm listening to worship music, I'm thinking about, and I'm focusing on him. And man, I can't help it. We'll start singing that song, uh, "Worthy of It All." And man, I'm out in the parking lot doing this right here. People think I'm getting held up out there. I don't know. You can't help it. When you start thinking about what God's done, you're gonna. You, there's gonna be some fruit. Amen. You're gonna start praising Him for what He's doing for you and what He's already done for you. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. You got any praise? Oh, yeah. You've been praising Him. Oh yeah. You you you're, you're listen. Is there spontaneous praise come from your lips? That's fruit. That's fruit. Graces, generosity, generosity. Romans chapter fifteen, verse twenty-six. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia that to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, and they, and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things. Their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. What is, what is Paul saying there? The Gentiles had learned that there was a, a famine that was really affecting the, the, the Christians in Jerusalem, the Jewish Uh, uh, a congregation in Jerusalem. So they felt an obligation because they have been able to reap the spiritual blessings, all right, that they want to give an offering and a help to them in their time of need. And so what did Paul call that? Fruit. Fruit, fruit. Preacher, what are you saying? Generosity is fruit. Generosity, is there evidence of generosity? Is there evidence of a giving spirit? This, you don't have to be begged and pried and, 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 you know, you don't have to be bribed. You just, you're just generous. Listen, all those, all those boxes over there, that's fruit. That's fruit. That's evidence of generosity. That's evidence of people who have a heart for people they will never, ever see. They will never ever run into till they get to heaven. But because of what's inside of them, it's producing fruit on the outside. Does that make sense? That's fruit. That's fruit. Also, I got to hurry. Listen. Converts. Converts are fruit. In John chapter number four, verse number 35, he says, Say not ye there yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you. Lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth, receive, what do you reap? Come on, people. We've been talking about this one thing for 30 minutes. What, what do we reap? Fruit, right? He that reapeth, receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Now, what is the what is the, the context here? It was when it was when Jesus met the woman at the well. Jesus met the woman at the well. Y'all know the story. Don't have time to tell it. Uh, she believes in Christ. She goes back to the city of uh, uh, Sychar and she tells all the men, "Let me tell you, man, who told me everything. Is this not this the Christ? Well, it was the same city that the disciples had just got there, went and bought food and come back and didn't bring a single soul to Jesus." And so Jesus is chewing them out, lecturing them over how they missed a great opportunity. And he turns and here comes the city coming out to meet Jesus, all these men that this woman has been witnessing to. And he said, look, the fields are white on the harvest. Quit making excuses. Quit making excuses. You're supposed, that was your harvest to reap and you missed the opportunity. So preacher, what are you saying? Converts is fruit. Do you have a burden for souls? Do you have a desire to share your faith? Have you told somebody lately about what God has done for you? That's fruit. That's fruit. I remember hearing my dad tell the story when he first got saved. Man, the first thing he wanted to do is go, go to my grandmother and my aunts and my uncles and, and, and tell them. He wanted them to have it. What was that? That was fruit. That was fruit. Do you have fruit? Listen, those within, with no fruit are going to be taken away. They're going to be taken away. Now, so, so with that being said, if you don't have any evidence of fruit, first thing you need to do, I, matter of fact, I wouldn't even wait. I'd just come down and find a place in the altar and we'll get somebody to help you. You may not even make it to the end of this service. But if you just happen to make it to the end of this service... You need to make sure we're going to have people. Don't let me forget this, Brother Mickle. Don't let me forget to have somebody up here with a Bible. And and Brother Tim, if you can have somebody there uh, at Fairview too, uh, so we can help you. Because you don't need to to leave this world fruitless. Because there's not but one destination. Now, for everybody else, I got 29 minutes to get you. Amen. Everybody else. Say, preacher, I've got some fruit, but I'm kind of in cruise control. I got news for you. If you're, you say, uh, watch, watch these stages. This is, this is great. You may not think it's great, but it's great. Look what it says in verse number, let's see, let's see, let's, let, let me back up here. Look what it says in verse number two, <clears throat> verse two. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he what? Take it, Take it away. Now watch this. This is everybody else. This is everybody else. And every, how many? Every, how many? Every. every branch, every genuine soul, every authentic Christian beareth fruit, he what? Purgeth it. He purgeth it. Now, you can use the word prune, a cutting. So what it means, a cutting. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this God will not let you be satisfied with a little fruit. Now, some of y'all want to be just enough saved to get to heaven. Let me say that again. Some of y'all, some of y'all want to be just enough saved to get into heaven. You, 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 you have this mentality. Uh, preacher, what am I allowed to do and still get in? That shouldn't even be close to our, our desire now you say oh preacher I've got some fruit I'm I'm in I'm good don't don't bother me I'm I'm, I'm, I'm cruising well I got news for you if you are authentic if you are a child of God and there is some fruit in your life he's coming who's coming the husbandman the father because he doesn't just want to see some fruit he wants to see more fruit more fruit and much fruit. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Now watch this. Watch this. He's going to go to town. He's going to go to work on us. Now here's what he says. Here's what he says. Verse four. Verse four. Now this should, this should be all of our desire. I mean, let's be honest. We, we want to bear much fruit, right? Man, I want to see a lot of joy in my life. I want to experience a lot of peace in my life. Not some, a lot. I want to have a lot of self-control. I, I want to have endurance. You know, I, I, want, I want to have as much as whatever God will let me have. I want to see a lot of converts. I want to be a generous spirit and a generous soul. Man, I, I, I want this. I, I, I want, Man, I'm telling you, I, I want to praise him. I want people, when they get around me, they think, boy, he thinks a lot of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to be a constant. Praise. One man said it this way when a mosquito bites you, he'll fly off singing. There's power in the blood. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now, here's what he says to do about that. Here's what he says to do about that. Verse four. What's the first word? Come on. Everybody. Abide. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye. Except ye abide in me. I'm the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. And I in him. The same bringeth forth. For without me. Ye can do nothing. Now let me help you with something. In case I run out of time. You have the vine right here. You have the branch right here. You have the fruit right here now watch this too many of us are focused on this we're focused on trying to make fruit did y'all see the word I used how many of y'all ever made an orange is there an orange factory can you manufacture an orange no no, you can't manufacture an orange. You can't manufacture fruit. But he said, bear. Watch this. We're over here trying to make fruit in our life. That's not, that's not where we need to focus. Our focus needs to be over here. Yeah. Amen. Because watch this now, this is important. When, you, when this clicks in your head, you're going to go, woo This is an outcome. This is spontaneous. Fruit happens. You can try to make it all you want and it ain't going to happen. You can try all you want and it ain't going to happen. But this connection. This connection to the vine. That's where you need to pay attention. That's where you need to put your effort. That's where you need to work at. Expanding the connection to the vine. I'm telling you, if you'll get this. All right. One point one. I'm going to get to it eventually. I'm telling you, I'm going to get to it. What do we need to get from this? Abiding, abiding, abiding. The word abide means to stay. It means to dwell, right? It means to continue. But but let's look at abiding some factors here. First of all, I want you to see the dependence factor. Or you can write the word dependency either either way. Dependence factor. We'll, We'll never abide and continue and stay until we understand how desperately it's required. Look. There's a dependency factor. What did Jesus say? I abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye. You cannot bear fruit without me. You cannot do it. Watch this. At the end of verse five, he said, I'm the vine. ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit for without me. Ye can do nothing. Nothing. You can do nothing. You have to be connected. You have to be abiding. Listen, A, write this down. We need to remember our shortcomings. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself. We cannot produce. If all of our focus is over here trying to make some fruit in our life, we're, and we're, we're ignoring Christ, we're ignoring fellowship with him, we're ignoring our relationship with him, we're just trying to uh, be good and do good, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Listen, he says in John fifteen four. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Romans 7, 18. For I know, Paul is saying this, Paul is saying this, the Apostle Paul. Y'all remember him? Amen. That great missionary, unbelievable man of God. Look what he says. I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth what? No good thing. No good thing. Watch what he says. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, a fine not. So I just struggle. He says, when I'm trying to do it on my own, I can't do it. There's nothing good in me. There's nothing good in you. You don't have what it takes. You can't do this alone. You can't live this life for Christ by yourself. You cannot do it. You have to have him. You have to have him in your life. You have to have him in a relationship. You cannot face this world alone. Amen. Listen, listen. You got to remember your shortcomings. Remember, you don't have this. And I'm telling you, there's so many times that I get so busy and so carried away and I get so wrapped up in my own self and I'm just going, 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 going that I forget to take time and stop and slow down, spend some time with my connection. I'm over here trying to make it happen, trying to, trying to turn the world upside down and I'm getting frustrated and I'm getting angry and I'm getting mad and I'm getting impatient and I'm getting all these things because I find out I can't do this by myself. And neither can you. Look here, you need to recognize our source. Remember our shortcomings, but then recognize our source. Watch this. Willie G, could you get me a tissue, please, sir, if you don't care. <clears throat> Second Chronicles twenty twelve. 12. Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no mind against this great company that come against us. We have a, we have God's people facing an enemy, facing a a crowd, facing a very, very difficult situation. So we don't have what it takes to meet the, the company that's coming against us. Watch this right here. You ever been here? Neither know we what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation in your life? where you were perplexed, you was in a situation where you were at the end of your rope. You were, you were, listen, you, you just didn't know what you were going to do. Watch what he says. Watch this. This is good. But our eyes are upon thee. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to look at you. I don't have nowhere else to turn. so I'm going to turn to you. They're recognizing their source. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. They're saying he's our source. So we're not adequate. That's what he's saying. We're not adequate in ourselves. We don't have what it takes. 2 Corinthians 1, 9. Paul tells in verse 8. I run out of space so I had to cut that one out. Well, let, me, let me tell you what happened. He said we were pressed out of measure. Despairing even of life. Brother Mark, Brother Paul said we thought we were going to die. It was so bad. The situation was so bad. We truly did not believe we were going to make it. But then he said this. He explains why God let that happen. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. You know what? God allowed them to go through such a difficult situation so they would know, Hey, boys, I'm your source. I'm your source. Paul said he just wanted us to trust him. Some of y'all may be there right now. You may be going through something that's crazy, that's just unbelievable. You don't know what you're going to do. Maybe God's trying to get your head to do this. Uh, Because a lot of times we're looking this way and that way. Or in the mirror. If you're anything like me, I want to fix it myself. I'm just going to go, 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 go until, you know... Until I have to ask somebody. God says I don't, want, I don't want you to trust yourself. I don't even want you to trust others. I want you to look to me. Right. Yeah, you need to recognize your source. Amen. Then rely on his supply. Proverbs 3.5. Says what's that first word? Trust. Everybody say it. Trust, trust in the Lord. Lord. With all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Philippians four nineteen. But my God shall supply all. how many? All. How much? All, all your need. you what he's saying? I'm saying Abiding is recognizing that you don't have what it takes. Abiding is, is looking to the right source. And understanding without Christ we cannot do anything. And you're trusting in him to supply the need. And by the way, you can. You can trust him. You can. Number two, let's look at the communing factor. I want you to put out to the side. Put out to the side. Connection. He said, abide in me. Verse 7. Verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Verse 9. As a father hath what? Love. Loved me. So have I loved you. Continue. Stay in. He says. In my love. Verses 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. There's two kind of, there's two kind of Christian lives that you can have. There's two kind of Christian lives you can have. There's a union. Union means I'm united with Christ. I am in him and he is in me, Right? There's there's a union. I am in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. I am in union with Christ. All right? Now watch. If you imagine imagine the marriage relationship, two become one. There is a union. That's what they call that. It is the marriage. Come on, everybody. It's a marriage union. union. They're together. Now watch. Watch this. Watch watch the, the math watch the math union what's that, what's what's the sign plus. plus union plus communion equals joy union minus communion equals now let's look at what communion fellowship fellowship communication Intimacy. Intimate is the inmost, the inward. One to whom, and it's, well, this is a great definition. One to whom the thoughts of another are entrusted without reserve. The most intimate thoughts, the most intimate knowledge is between the husband and the wife. Intimacy. And, 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 Listen, if, if a union has no fellowship, has no communication, has no intimacy, I promise you that's going to be a frustrating marriage. That's going to be a frustrating relationship, but you have a union that's got a lot of fellowship. A lot of communication and a lot of intimacy. Man, that's going to be a joyous relationship. Hey, hey, hey. A joyous union. No doubt. I mean, listen, there's enough couples in here that's, had, that's been on both sides of that. Yeah, right. And so you know how frustrating it is when there's no communication, there's no intimacy, there's no fellowship. You know how, how painful it is. How difficult it is to keep the union. How difficult it is to try to. Y'all with me? Now watch this. Let's put that on a spiritual plane. When you get saved, you're united to Christ. You are in union. We're the bride of Christ, right? And so when there is no communion, when there is no fellowship. And by the way, by the way. Me and Tammy's fellowship don't happen in front of y'all. And I'm not trying to be vulgar. I'm trying to make a point. We fellowship. But it ain't in front of y'all. We talk about things that only she knows about me and only I know about her. Not in front of y'all. Y'all with me? Because it's Intimate. Now watch. You come here and you thinking you're doing your abiding. Your abiding in Christ has not happened right here. It's when you're alone with Him. It's when you're alone with Him. And some of y'all are frustrated in your Christian walk. You're not experiencing the power of the Holy Ghost. You're not experiencing the joy of your salvation. You're not experiencing that. You're not. The the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you're getting beat up because you have no strength. And you have no strength because you have no joy. And you have no joy because there's no communion. There's no intimate fellowship. Does this make sense? So he says there's got to be communion. There's got to be abiding. I want you to abide in me. He said you need me. You need me. You need to abide in me. You need to commune with me. You need to fellowship with me. I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in with him and sup with him. What's that mean? It means intimate, divine fellowship and communion, intimacy. Listen, how do we do that? Well, you don't do it in a crowd. It's not in your notes, but you ought to put that somewhere. You do it through his word. A, through his word. Amen. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man. By the way, if you look up that word blessed in concordance, y'all know what that word means? Y'all heard me say it. Y'all to know this. Say it again. I want to hear you. I want fair of you to hear you. Happy, happy, blessed, happy is the man that does what? Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He's careful where he's at. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word, the scriptures. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall oh and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring oh that bringeth forth his fruit. fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither whatsoever he doeth shall prosper now let me let me say this now I'm not going we, we've been talking about the word and and, and and all that on Sunday so I'm not going Beat a dead horse. Y'all, y'all know we need to get in the word. But let me say this. It says his delight. Say it with me. His delight. delight is in the law of the Lord. Now I know what you're thinking. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Preacher, it ain't very delightful when I try to read. It's not very delightful. I tried to study and it's. It's not delightful. I understand. It's duty at first. It's your duty. Because he commanded you to, he told you to. But watch what happens. As you obey, duty turns into delight. But see. It requires discipline. Let me tell you something. That alarm went off this morning. I didn't say, yeah! Woo! Can I wait to get to that parking lot? Let me find my britches. Let's get... Oh, what am I doing? And that first lap is always a killer. About that second lap, I'm starting to loosen up a little bit. About that third lap, I'm feeling kind of froggy. I said, I believe I'm going to run a little bit. And a little bit it was. And you know what? This afternoon, I know it sounds crazy. I can't even explain it myself. But I've been thinking about, I can't wait to get up in the morning. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get up and I'm not going to feel that way. <laughs> and I've made, I've made up my mind, I'm not hitting that snooze button. I ain't doing it. Get up. Amen. Preacher, what's that got to do with any of this? Read your Bible because you're supposed to. And be disciplined. Do it on time, consistently. And I promise you. See, I've been using this exercising habit. But I'm telling you, as soon as I come out, as soon as I get through with with my my walking, I can't say running yet because it wasn't enough to qualify. (laughs) I go right into my soap. I go right into my soaps my bible and man i'm telling you i'm telling you guys since i have been consistently no matter what see, I, I i've got to be in the word all the time for you guys but i have been on purpose consistently been in it for me Amen. to feed me Amen. and it's been delightful But it ain't at first. I'm going to be honest. It's going to be work. Your flesh ain't going to like it. Because it's spiritual. But do it anyway. Don't hit the snooze button. Get up. And do it. Brother Travis. I, I, I hope he don't mind me saying this. But he would get sleepy in the mornings. When he went to do his devotion. When he was in college. So. He made it a habit to get up and go to Hardy's so he wouldn't fall asleep. Am I, am I telling the truth? So he would do his, his devotion. Well, that sounds a little uh, drastic. Are you doing yours every morning? Maybe you need to go to Hardys. Y'all with me? What is, what are, what is the Bible? Look what I put beside that. Look what I put beside that. And we'll probably have to finish this next week, so don't sweat it. When we, through the word, what, what, is that, what did I put out there beside that? He speaks to us. Everybody say it. He speaks to us. That's where he speaks to us. Uh, this morning he was speaking to me. He was speaking to me. He, you see, Paul, in Philippians chapter 4, he, he was telling... the the Philippians, how much he appreciated their offering. And he said, now look, not because I desired a gift from you. He said, because I've learned to be content. Whatsoever state I am, therewith be content. I've learned to be hungry and I've learned to be full. I've learned to abound and I've learned to have nothing. He said, hey, I'm good. But I want you to know I appreciate it. It was a blessing. I rejoice. Right? And then he turned around and tells them, hey, let me tell you something. God will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Amen. You know what God just started saying to me, said, Malcolm? You need to learn to rejoice more. You need to learn to rejoice more. Celebrate. It's hard to, it's hard to celebrate in a ministry because you never really get a finished product. A painter can paint a house and look back and look at the finished product. Uh, You know, a, a builder can build a house and look at the finished product. There's no finished products. There's no finished products. We all got work to do. We never stop growing. We never stop building. We never stop reaching. We never. It's really hard when we're when we're done with one event, we're in the in there cramming, digging, researching. What can we do to make it better? Every single Tuesday, we're in there with the staff and, and, and what went right Sunday, what went wrong Sunday, what can we do better, how can we help our people more. It's like a never-in, and, and, and God starts saying, listen, son, you need to learn to celebrate every now and then. Rejoice. Rejoice. He said, be content. Oh, man. See, he wasn't just being nice to me. He's saying, son, you're going to learn to be content. He said, don't worry. Don't worry about a thing. I'm going to take care of every need you have. Hey. Did he say that? Yes, he did. He said it right to me this morning. We was communing. We was fellowshiping, And it was for me. Now, how do we fellowship? How do we have intimacy with Christ? Through the word and through prayer. Through prayer. I'm going to show y'all the little booklet Miss Barry made for me to kind of go along. I showed y'all the soaps deal. Well, I got a new one. got a new one. Can't wait to show y'all, but not till Sunday. Here's the thing. Through the word, he, he speaks to us. Through prayer, he said, come boldly. Come boldly. Draw nigh to God and he will. You know what he's doing? He's inviting you to fellowship. Some of y'all need to start fellowship. Because you're frustrated. You've been trying to be good. You've been trying to have a great marriage. You've been trying to even witness. You've been trying to do everything and see a lot of fruit, but you're over here working on having fruit. We need to be working on getting closer to Christ. If you will spend more time in intimacy in fellowship in communication, y'all with me? That'll take care of itself. This is where our attention needs to be on Christ. And the fruit will be there. It'll happen. The more connected we are, the more, watch this now, the more our connection to the vine becomes, the more nutrients go out into the branch and more fruit can happen. But you can't, you can't manufacture this. You can't make this. But you can show or expand your connection. We're done. <clears throat> Just keep your outlines. Bring them next week. I ain't through with this subject. We're going to dig some more. Just keep it with you. All right?